Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and it is Friday, February 24th, 2023. Hope everyone's having a fantastic end of the week. We've got all of your Bachelor news in one space, and we call it Bachelor Rush Hour. Speak your truth. That's what we're trying to do today. And Michelle Young is going to be speaking her truth. Featured clip of the day, Michelle Young describes her nasty breakup and how her mom called it right that she was engaged to an F-boy. We got all this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Let's get into it. We're speaking our truth today. We're not taking any prisoners. It's Friday afternoon, baby. Let's go. Got some other stories for you. Katie Thurston just dropped her episode of Game of Roses podcast. Katie Thurston, off script, uncensored, and off contract. She gets into it. Plus, we have no nonsense, no personality. Zach shall cross. I mean, come on. Show some smiles for once. Does an interview with Jezebel. Uh, and uh, boy, he uh, says he has no regrets, no regrets whatsoever. And also last night, I was so happy to be on a very fun dating themed stand-up comedy show. I'm going to share a clip with you guys. When the question was asked, how come online dating doesn't work? You're going to hear my answer. Take notes, ladies. Let's get into it. Are you guys ready to start this thing or what? Make sure to hit the like button, follow, subscribe, bop it, skip it, slap it, do what you got to do. Share us with your friends on Instagram, Facebook community, or whatever uh, yoga lattes class you go to. I'm Dave Neal, and I'm ready to get the rush going. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our first clip of the day. We've got the Game of Roses podcast. I'm going to share just exactly what was said. It dropped moments ago, so we haven't even gone through the full thing yet. But this is the introduction that Katie receives on the podcast that looks at The Bachelor as a sort of game show. Have a listen. One of the most important crowns from the modern era. She turned in an astounding early season exit performance that ultimately garnered her the crown from an 11th place finish. She has proven herself to be a pioneer in contemporary parasocial play. We are humbled and honored to have with us today in the pit for her first off-contract interview, the season 17 Bachelorette, Katie Thurston. Hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Actually. All right. So, of course, they already get into the tea right away. They talk about uh, social media, how it relates to the show. We're going to we're gonna have a full weekend breakdown of this podcast. But, of course, go listen, run, don't walk to Game of Roses and hear Katie's chat. It's out now across all platforms. 25. You had 20.5K Instagram followers. And then you ended your season of The Bachelorette with 997 and eventually went through into a million. Today, you have 776K Instagram followers and you have 926.1K on TikTok. Um, do you think the era of people getting massive amounts of Instagram followers and Bachelor is done? I do think so. I mean, it's it's oversaturated. Mm -hmm. Everyone, I feel like, became an influencer over the pandemic, you know, reality TV or not. And so there's just like a lot more competition. Yeah. Um, people are getting, I think, tired of it a little bit. You just don't see like the gains pre-COVID that you would see 
nowadays. So yeah, yeah. Well, you, wait, what do you mean? You don't see the gains pre-COVID? Oh, I see. I think I think what she's saying is before COVID, it, there was an elite status to the Instagram influencer lifestyle of a contestant. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, we're oversaturated, but I think across the board, even outside of Bachelor, Instagram is gaining less and less followers as people are moving. You know, people's uh, followings are just you know while like a, like a, it used to be you'd get a million followers on Instagram, but now maybe you only get nine hundred thousand on Instagram, but you get 900,000 on TikTok. So you just got to go to where the people are. That's why we started the podcast, because I think we peaked in a, in a way on YouTube. I think we we maximized the niche. We burnt the bridges. We said goodbye to the people that weren't going to hang. And then we, uh, we're finding new ways to meet our audience, which is what you got to do. All right. So we're going to have more on that uh, story later. But I do want to shout out everyone who came to my stand-up show last night. Last week, of course, I shared some clips already that I performed a sold-out show with Katie Thurston at Mike Drop Comedy in San Diego. And two nights ago, I was in Santa Barbara, which is two hours or four hours in the opposite direction. And last night, back in San Diego in Pacific Beach for this dating-themed stand-up show. Shout out to Araceli. Shout out to Emily. And shout out to the beautiful couple from Monterey, Mexico, who are in town, uh, power listeners who came out to our show. Uh, I appreciate all of you and everyone else who approached me afterwards that heard me on your mom and dad house. Thank you. I mean, we had over a dozen, maybe 15 to 20 people show up to that show. And I thank all of you guys for that. Here's a clip. This is me reading a Q&A with the audience. How it works is you do some stand-up jokes and then you pull out of a pot pre-written questions, questions I've never seen before. So this is my honest first response to the question: Why are dating? Uh, why why is online dating not working? How, and there's some language here. So uh, yeah, you know, if you're listening with your kids, don't do that. Uh, here it is. Here's a quick clip. Why is dating on the apps getting more difficult? I'll tell you why, ladies. You want to know? You fucking contour the shit out of your faces, okay? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with your faces? I watched a Get Ready with Me. On, I didn't even know what a Get Ready with Me on TikTok was. This chick, I was like, she's like, get ready with me. I was like, are you a performer in The Lion King on Broadway? Her nose is white. She just looked like Jigsaw from, you know what I mean? And then she just like took a sponge and next thing you know, she's J-Lo. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know why he wouldn't call me back. I'll tell you why. The rain hit you and you saw the good woman. I don't know. I was complaining to my wife about contouring the other day. I was complaining. She goes, you know what you guys have? Facial hair, that's the male contouring. I don't have a chin, but we can just make it look a certain way. The other way of male contouring is shaving down to the, you know, bone of our dick. That's the... (laughs) You guys put some weird things on your face, and we just shave to make our dick look a little bit bigger. If you see a guy with, like, a waxed crop circle on the base of his dick, that's contouring for the guy. All right, there it is. Whoever thought we'd be talking about that, but here we are. Thanks thanks to you to everyone who supported live comedy. It's nice. You know, next week I'm going to Bali in Indonesia for my honeymoon. We'll still have content up. Don't you worry. Uh, Power recapper extraordinaire here. So don't worry. We will have content every single day. I'm going to be pre-shooting a couple interviews later today with Clayton Eckerd, and I'll also have Dr. Dan Strakowski to analyze her thoughts on Zach so far this season. Here's Zach being interviewed on Jezebel. Full video on my YouTube channel if you want to check my full reaction to this, but here's a quick clip. Right. Have you, in the moment or watching it back, did you have any second thoughts at any point of like, oh God, did I do the right thing? How do you deal with that? 
You know, I, I look back at everything and try not to live with any regret, and yeah. I don't have any regret. So obviously, you know, they're part of the criticism that I think the whole Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise uh, and Paradise franchise has faced in recent years is people coming on for clout, for social media following, for Instagram, for, you know, all those sort of opportunities that come with social media. And yeah. people have faced a lot of criticism for that, and I think the franchise has too. I mean, you can't be naive. Like, there will always be, you know, the fact that, yeah, this is a, a, a TV show that is shown to millions, and with how big social media is, like, there, there's gonna be a following. Like, it's what I, like, my biggest concern was having someone come on the show and have that be the sole purpose. I think there is and always will be, like, a great chance of, of the, coming into it as like, I'm open for love, I don't know if it's gonna happen, and I'm not naive, like, yeah, sure, people are gonna watch this. Okay, so, and of course, I always say, there's the only time someone goes on the show completely for the wrong reasons is if they're married or in a long-term relationship back home. If you're single and go on the show, don't necessarily expect to find love, just be open to it. That's the best thing the show can ask for, is like, will you enter the, uh, the uh, dance floor of love? Will you get on the dance floor and see if you have a connection with Zach? In the end, it's his job to sell himself to them. Uh, for my full update on that, you can go check that out on YouTube. All right, let's get into the featured story of the day. I covered this on YouTube in a in about an 18-minute long video. I'm going to give you the shorter version of it with my commentary in the beginning and end clipped out. But here's Michelle Young on the Relationship, yeah, I said that right, Relationship podcast, explaining how she was warned from friends and family that her ex-Nate was an F-boy. You're going to find this fascinating. So much so because Michelle's not the type to just run her mouth. Um, I say that respectfully. She's taken the high road, but now she's starting to tell her story. It took months for her to stay quiet. We're happy she's speaking her truth. Isn't that what this episode's all about? Speaking your truth. Let's have a listen. Here it is. This is what happened on uh, earlier this week with Nick responding, saying he says Nate felt like he survived the relationship. Without further ado, let's get into what um, what we have Michelle Young saying. We're gonna we're gonna play probably five different clips here. We'll play a couple about her sort of like gelling or not gelling with Bachelor uh, fans, and then we'll get into the Nate stuff. Have a listen, girl. <laughs> and people fell in love with you for that. But did you ever have dreams or like hopes of wanting to be? in Hollywood on the big screen? Honestly, no. I, I don't know if I grew up thinking like, yeah, like that's that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Well, I say the entertainment world and like hosting and things like that, that is something that I definitely see in my, my foreseeable future mm -hmm. right now. But I did. I did want to be a teacher, an administrator, and there are still a lot of passions that align with that. Yeah. But the crazy thing or what I've noticed is that I took a break from teaching. So like that I'm taking a year off. So she said she's going to take a year off regardless of if she's on the bachelor or not. She was burnt out after COVID. And Michelle Young, as I've always said, you can be a teacher wherever you want. You've got uh, social media. Let the world be your classroom, girl. You got this. And move forward with that. Oh, we have 9.30 here. Especially being in the public eye. Is that so here's Michelle talking about being in the public eye. Now stick around. We're going to get to the Nate stuff. Stick around. We're going to warm you up. I've learned that it does not matter that anybody, like for anybody else to see my vision. Yes. As long as I know what my dream is, I know where I'm headed. 
I know, you know, what short-term goals I need to reach, long-term goals. Like, I have that self-talk for myself. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter if Tracy on the other end of the line Tracy in from you know Idaho. I mean, Rhode Island, <laughs> wherever Tracy you're from at. Boise. Tracy, shut up, Jesus. Tracy. Fuck right? off, but Tracy. It doesn't. Off, no, Tracy. yeah, this is for you, Tracy. <laughs> User 29963, yes. whatever it is, right? Get out of here. Exactly. Log it does off. not matter. You do not need to, you you don't need to see the end goal. Yeah. And you'll see it when I get there, but you don't, you don't need to know the dream, the goal. I'm not going to take time to explain it to you. Yeah. Very Calm good. it down. Tracy, calm it down, Tracy. This is fantastic. We're finding Michelle Young's dark side here, the dark side of Michelle Young, the truth, the honesty, how she really feels. We love it. We're we're doing fine. Right. Everything's okay. You're wasting your time, not yes. mine. Yeah. You know. Bye. And, well, I want to ask you this though. How often would you say like, do you clap back? Every day. <laughs> as soon as I open my eyes. <laughs> but like, you respond. Every you respond. day. Do you really? As soon as I open my eyes. Do you really, res- like, do you, but you, you take time to respond. So, so Michelle mentions that she takes the high road too often here. And she explains how she wishes she didn't take well, the high road. I can't God. believe you wrote it. Honestly, I, I had a message. I will say that I did respond today. I had, I typically don't respond. Tell me I've what been known. Said. I try to take the high road. Honestly, no. but what you're doing is taking the high road too, because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. like buzz off. Yes. Like, stop. When they go Who low, I go to hell. Uh, or lower. I like this host. The deepest part of, of the abyss. I need you to like, please like rub off on me I've just a you. little bit. Okay. I'm a Scorpio Sometimes girl. I take too much of the high road. I'm like, damn, like no talking high to my PR team. I'm like, I think I just need to clap back. Right. It's okay to show people that you have a voice. Everyone has a voice. But like, mm-hmm. All right. So Michelle says something interesting here. We had it in the thumbnail. She says she talks to her P- PR team and says, sometimes I want to clap back. And I'm sure the PR people are like, no, don't do that. Let me tell you something. I clap back all the time at people's negativity and I get accused of being a bully or being so sensitive. And I'm like, I'm just giving you shit you're giving me. And for people that don't think that I know what I'm doing, I do that on stage with stand-up comedy. You want to heckle me? You want to come into my living room? I'm going to slam it back in your face. The whole crowd's going to cheer for me, not for you. So for every person that's like, oh, you're so mean, let the influencers clap back if they want. No, it's just people that are like constantly commenting, oh, you're an influencer now. So that's what you're doing. It's just all these comments about that. And it's like, but why no. are you following if you're not trying but to be influenced in some kind of way? Because they're lonely and it's a parasocial relationship. Negative, like when you hear the word influencer, yeah. right? Do you think positive or negative things? Indifferent. It depends. It depends. It's hard, right? It is hard. Yeah. Right? So in- when I hear influencer, I think somebody who's trying to make money utilizing their platform. Good on them. Now, if they want to sell something that's, some, you know, uh, problematic or whatever, that's a different issue. But I say good on them. I'm not judging people for working at McDonald's, even though McDonald's, you know, it's like, no, don't judge. No. And generally, I feel like when we think about things like or words like that, that negative connotations, it's like this general sweep of what it means. And Mm -hmm. it's like you're either this or that. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've never once said that I'm leaving teaching to go into influencing. That's the label that y'all provided. Right. That's how you labeled me with all the other labels that you put on me. You Mm -hmm. put me in this reality TV star, doesn't have a brain. Oh, but then I'm not this classy person, but then I am too classy. So why am I? Can you imagine being an influencer teacher? You're like, students, please pick up your number two organic Ticaronda pencil, 10% code link in the bio. (laughs) Right. You really, Mm. really can't win. And there's this lady, woman who just every time I'm put something on my story. She's constantly like, you're boring me. I'm going to unfollow Then unfollow, soon. bitch. Unfollow. This is where I got to get Troll Patrol going. I want to find this lady. I you're say it all the time. boring me, Michelle. <laughs> oh, you used to be so sweet, but now you're just so boring. 
And I just responded. I said, I'm really losing a lot of sleep over this. And she responded just like this whole paragraph about where I started and where I'm now and how my mom would be disappointed. Oh, really? Can it, Susan? That. Wait, just give me your phone. And All of that, right? Your mom exactly. would be disappointed. And I'm just like, Hogwash. oh my God. So I texted my mom and I said, mom, I said, can you send me a video about how you're so proud of me? <laughs> Yo, Petty Michelle Young is my favorite Michelle Young. Send to her. <laughs> Oh my god! I sent that. I sent that shit, Send and then it. I got a huge apology. Yeah, of but course. it's like you got an apology because this person wanted attention, and the way to get that was to criticize you. So ideally, this is why it's not even worth acknowledging them. But I understand it. Sometimes you want to scratch that itch. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. It's just like if you're taking time out of your day. Mm-hmm. Sorry, reflection of you, not me. Yes, but see. That's it's still a very kind thing that you did because I would have probably said what your you, mother is probably disappointed that she didn't swallow you when she had the chance. Oh, you cut the crap. Have a great fucking day. Whoa. And get the fuck off my Whoa. page and don't let the door Censors. hit you on the way Censors. out, bitch. That's how I talk to people. But Damn. I don't do it unless okay. you don't come. Honestly, Th- this I is- might have to save that. <laughs> I'm going to quote you too. Please do. Cannon Crawford best said. Please do. Please do. Because at this point, I feel like if people follow me, you know how I get down. So why would you think that it's even remotely okay right. for you to come into my space? I think of my social media account as my home. Right. I invite all these people into my home. I mm. give you entertaining tidbits of my life. Correct. So why would you come into somebody's house and take a shit on the floor? Would you? No. So don't come into my space and say crazy outlandish you want to dm somebody you have to deal with their rules you are in their living room and you don't get to control them the whole um so much of social media is all about control all right where did i go so yeah this might be a top video of 2023 already i'm just uh editing live in live time so good all right let's talk about taking the high road we got that already let's talk about the breakup and why she blocked nate here's what everyone's listening for have a listen i'm taking notes right now you tell me is this as juicy as i'm making it out to be how were the comments? What were the comments? What were people saying? Honestly, going through the breakup. <laughs> that breakup, it was it was a pretty nasty breakup. I will mm. be very honest. And I nasty. didn't say a lot about it because it would have just latched on. Mm. And my family and my friends who were really close to me saw behind the scenes mm-hmm. how I was being treated. And there are so many moments where like, Michelle, just say like, mm-hmm. just put it out there. Mm-hmm. It'd be so much easier to just true colors shown. Yeah. Here we go. You have the plot. So Michelle's saying her friends and family wanted her to expose Nate and show his true colors. Meanwhile, Nick Fiel says he's seen the screen grabs from Nate saying He's the one who survived the relationship. Which one is it, folks? What the hell? Can we get? Uh, can I get everyone to sit down here on a round table and figure this out? Right, you have, yeah. Right. And for me, it was like I know that there's going to be a lot of really nasty comments mm-hmm. towards me, Michelle. You should have known he was in a fu- he was a fuck boy. Oh. Your mom knew best. Damn right she did. Mm. Oh. Your mom knew best. Damn right she did. That's Michelle calling her ex-fiance Nate an F-boy. But 
for me, I went into that relationship because that I mean, was have the we one that seen, I wanted. Have we seen a breakup in recent years? Uh, Dale, Claire alluded to Dale, but never called him out this way. Katie um, uh, was on high road with Blake uh, and John. Uh, you know, I was you know for the most part. Uh, I can't think. Can anyone leave a comment? Can you think of a messier breakup? Out of the words of the leads, not no. He said, she said. This is from Michelle Young. We do not deserve this on a Friday. This is gold we're getting. To test out that one was the one that I believed in. That was the one that if I didn't choose, I would have had regrets of, well, how would have this turned out? Yeah. That was the right decision for me. And I knew that I had made that decision. That doesn't mean that I deserved the nasty hate comments. But I will say, for the most part, mine were very positive. Mm. But they were positive because the people who were paying attention, close enough attention, saw the way that I was handling the relationship versus my ex-fiance and how he was handling the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was no lie there. No lie there. Uh, I think it's fair to say Michelle has had more grace in the sense that she hasn't inflamed this conversation on social media. You could argue her right now uh, describing this on this podcast is more dramatic than what Nate has said, but they're both jockeying for approval in their side of the, he said, she said it's kind of written on the screen. And so the nasty comments really just, I mean, I could read them. I could, I was sent them, but I kind of just left. Yeah. And I spent so much time. My health took a hit. I was so sick with just anxiety and just even before the world even knew and dealing with so, so much pain that by the time it became public and when I was receiving hate, I was like, I already went through hell and back. Mm -hmm. You're not dragging me down. Mm -hmm. You're not, you, you can say what you want to say, but I'd gotten to the point where I like was able to post it, put my phone down. I went to Iceland with my girlfriends. We completely disconnected and not in a way where I was running away from anything. Yeah. Cause I didn't want, I, I didn't want that feeling. Like I, I was talking to my parents and my family and friends and everybody. And I was like, I need to get to a certain healing point. Yeah. So that I, when I go on this trip, when I get out, I'm not afraid to come back. Yes. Yes. And so that was my, not like thing. dreading it. So every second of I kid you not, every second of every day for that first like two weeks before everybody knew it was present. Like I went four days without sleeping like a minute. Mm -hmm. It four was minutes awful. Left. But by the time those nasty comments comments were rolling in, I was like, you have no idea what I just went through. Yes. Mm. yes. So you're talking out of your ass and that's great for yeah. you. Cheers. But it's, Michelle, what did you go through? Tell us more. Tell us more. We want to know. And tell me more. It tell is me more. hard, though, especially when you know have the, the outlet. The and when the they tea. really try it, because I've been there. <laughs> but when it's like, I yeah. could obliterate you. And I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing not to to protect my peace. Not I've got weapons of mass or ass destruction, and I'm choosing not to use them. Is what the ladies are saying. I say use them. <laughs> yeah, use them. Let's go. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Protect you. Yeah, but really because I don't want everybody in my business. I also don't need everybody knowing how stupid I probably was at times for dealing with your ass. So yeah, I'm gonna keep that to yeah. myself. But like, it is hard to have the platform and not use it to just go off. Yes, I feel like one of my strengths is being able to think a few steps ahead. Mm. And so I knew that this would be temporary satisfaction. Yeah. And then it's connected to you. Right. And for me, I knew that my way to like freedom or to be at peace, like the this person, the social media, just everybody, 
in this patronation world, it can be very toxic. Mm -hmm. And I'm at their dispense if I continue to interact and engage with it. So no, I have to heal on my own. I have to let these comments roll off because I already did the work. I already knew that. I can't feel it because the moment I feel it, then now I'm connecting myself back to the fire when essentially this has been a lot. I've done a lot of fucking work for this healing in this piece and I need to be free from it. And so me not responding was my way of just knowing that I had control and discipline over this and like, you can't affect me anymore. You can't impact me anymore. Not now, not however many years down the road. And that doesn't mean you don't ever think about that person. Right. Doesn't mean that different like memories don't pop up or different things. But like, as far as regrets of how I handled that breakup, no. Yeah. wouldn't have done anything differently. Yeah, I love that. I love when you have like that piece. And even with the comments, like knowing what actually happened versus what people think or say yeah. or whatever they could come up with. Tell us what like, happened. Like you know what happened. And you have to be comfortable with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also, this wasn't my experience, but in your experience, having someone who's also on social media, who's also very much like putting themselves out there in their having a social this is the problem the social media jockeying right the idea of like who's going to get the last word in and with social media you know every breakup i've had we just go off separate ways you don't see each other ever again social media is a uh it's a mother effort presence Mm -hmm. he comes up on my tiktok timeline every other week i'm like what did i how did i end up on this algorithm (laughs) (laughs) when did i get on light skin tiktok this is not the place for me I want to go back to lesbian TikTok right, where I was. Right, right. I Send me guess back. I didn't belong there either. It kicked <laughs> me off. But like, I personally enjoy uh, some of Nate's posts. When your girl is in Miami for a girl's trip and no one is posting stories. I, that's funny. That's a funny premise. When she finally posts you to her Instagram and you start seeing her lose followers. I got a bit about that. How I asked my lady to make me her man crush Monday. She posted it and lost 1,200 followers. I was like, okay. That's a whole bunch of people being like, we don't care about that guy. All right. Anyway, uh, let's, let's wrap this up last minute gotta be it's gotta be difficult it's impossible not to and and that's where that thinking few steps ahead is it's different from other breakups where i mean my ex before matt james is i mean i'm not a big like blocking person it takes a lot for me to block somebody Mm. unless you're like a hater or just you know what i mean whatever that's going on right i'll block you in two seconds but I knew that it was going to be in front of my face. You know, I try to hype up a lot of things. Oh, you're going to love this. This is wild. Oh, my gosh. That's how I start um, my relationship with Tasha. Oh, boy, have I got something for you. And then all of a sudden we're in the bedroom. She's like, you kind of clickbaited me in here. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just average. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, too much, too personal, TMI. But either way, with that Michelle convo, I when I heard it first, I said, guys, how was this convo released days ago? And uh, no one's reported this on Reddit. No one's really made many waves but these are uh fighting words by michelle and you wonder will nate be sort of coerced convinced or uh or um uh you know baited into sharing his side because if in fact he has good reason to uh have left the relationship you would think he would be like look all right she can say all she wants about i'm an f-bar on this but i caught her cheating or x y and z and again i'm not saying that that's what happened i'm just saying that would be like if it did happen you would expect that to come out my personal belief is 
that Nate couldn't. Um, did, uh, this is my personal belief, uh, having heard both sides, that Nate didn't. Um, he was intimidated by her success, and when he pried and asked her about her DMs, and he asked her to call her friend to corroborate her story, it's like trust is gone at that point, bro. And then, and then, you know, that's like those are huge red flags. But if Nate did find something, and I always say this, you always find what you're looking for, right? Uh, not to be all metaphysical, but you find what you're looking for, folks, and you found the Bachelor of Rush Hour. But if Nate did find something, maybe he's got uh, his own side to share. Of course, Nick Vial uh, says that Nate's got receipts. But um, until we find them, it's all hearsay, folks. Well, look, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. I hope you do something I wouldn't do and then some, as my high school history professor used to say. And I hope that everyone reaches for their dreams, sleeps in, maybe you get laid, maybe you eat some pizza. Either way, have a good one. Thank you guys so much for being contributing members of the Rusher community. What are we going to call ourselves? The Rushies? The Slushy Rushies? Okay, I don't know. Slush Machine? Rush Machine? Anyway, I appreciate all the support. Like it, follow it, comment. Uh, if you haven't already, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, I've been Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. <laughs>